3: take on the Gamecocks. Mm. South Carolina and improved to seven and one to cover the season win total of six and a half.
2: Do they have a jazzier version of this song? A heavy metal version? I I need to know the
4: background. Optimus Prime like pops into this video every now and then. He does. Right there.
2: I just wonder if AI couldn't jazz this song up so maybe they really could run up. What is AI? I don't know, but Iggy was talking about it. I assume it's something.
4: I like how Tina is in the video giving up the peace sign, the real oh, Tina. Oh, nice.
3: Listen to this remix. Listen to the percussion remix.
4: And there's this pink guy, pink-haired guy. Nice. And here is, yep, there's Optimus.
2: Can't you just envision the entire crowd, 60-some thousand, singing the Missouri like that? Right there. <laughs> right there. Oh, God.
4: She gave, a like a Hello. Tri- she gave herself like a triple chin in, auto- like in animation. <clears throat>
3: It is called Missouri, and James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, and Dougie's online at CarltonInsurance.net. Mm-hmm. He's my insurance agent. He's the Pollux agent. I think you should be every. I think you should actually have a monopoly. All right, I'll take it. I think you should have a monopoly. Let's go. Uh, James Carlton is in the Make a Studios. Ken Strode. He stuck around when Eric and Drew swings were in studio, but when you come in, he goes and plays yeah. golf rival. Makes sense.
0: You got an OnlyFans account. <laughs> No, but after those interviews, my God, they're doing quite thinking, well. Yeah it, might my be the move. Yep. yeah, it might be the
3: move. It might be the move. Ladies and gentlemen, it is our pleasure to welcome to the program the Colonel Gabriel P. Diarman presented to you by James Carlton. Morning, Colonel.
1: Hey, guys. Uh- Hey, hey, did you know that at the first homecoming, actually, uh, Tina Yee performed with Marching Mizzou? That's how the whole tradition got started. I had no
2: started. idea. Really? The very first one, Doug. Yeah. It makes sense now.
4: You think yeah. about it. She I performed guess? that song. Yeah. God, is yeah. that true? I know I can't even ask if true, but 15 years ago, games, I was to hang
3: here. They've
2: got homecoming for like 100 years.
3: I, I only say things that are true on this fine program. <laughs> Thank uh-huh. you. Clip that off. Uh, Colonel, I was reading your uh, column this morning, major recommended reading uh, every Monday, 10 Thoughts from Monday Morning, presented by uh, Will Garrett. And uh, this is uh, quite uh, a comment. Uh, you'd argue that it was Eli Drinkwitz's best win in four years. I share your opinion on that. Um, elaborate on your reasoning.
1: Well, I think the only other one under consideration would be Kansas State three weeks ago. I mean, there was the LSU game in 2020, but, you know, that LSU team was blah, and that COVID season, I don't know, it it kind of almost didn't count. Um, Then maybe Florida here a couple years ago, but this was on the road, a night game against, frankly, the team that has – most prevented missouri from being what missouri wants to be the last eight years i mean seven out of eight against kentucky and these things are all kind of stupid like every year the missouri coach whoever it is gets up there and says "Yeah, the last eight teams or the last six teams or whatever aren't playing this game this is a new year and that's all true but these things still kind of loom over programs and i thought it was big for missouri to get over that hump
2: well they certainly did and it didn't Start out very well. What what happened there in the, the first quarter? What was that all about?
1: Well, I think uh, Missouri thought, you know, we're we're quite a bit better than Kentucky. So what if we just only play three quarters? What if we don't show up mm-hmm. until uh, fifteen minutes has gone? No, it was it was as bad as it could get. I mean, I've I had a couple people come back at me. You know, the the best part about posting and tweeting during games is the after the fact people who come back when they know the result and 13 minutes in I had tweeted that it is literally impossible to be more dominated in 13 minutes of football than Missouri had been and I don't think that was wrong I mean they went three and out touchdown interception touchdown punt I mean at that point you were looking at hey, just find a way to make this competitive and maybe give yourself a chance in the second half. Missouri did that. They deserve a ton of credit. But those first, you know, basically up until the Luke Bauer uh, to Marquise Johnson fake punt for a touchdown, there was, you almost couldn't find a play that had gone well for Missouri.
3: I would, I would actually argue kind of similar in a weird way, because I, I asked you this, so this isn't one of those after-the-fact things you're talking about and ah, the magic of social media. But I thought the first quarter against LSU, and James, I know you're as dialed in as as anybody when it comes to this, along with, with Gabe, uh, was about as good as I've seen Missouri play. And I'm talking about in general. Yeah. And then I thought the way Missouri played, and also to Kentucky's credit, the way they played in the first quarter was about as bad of a quarter as I had seen Missouri play. And the strange thing is they lost the game where they played one of their best quarters I had seen them play, and they won the game. They played one of the worst quarters I had seen them play. And and I, I don't really – I don't know how to explain that outside of I really do think that about those two first quarters.
1: Yeah, I think maybe it's a little bit of a, a lesson in – you know, you can get up, right, to, to level – I mean, Missouri was sky high for that LSU game. Kentucky was clearly up coming off the Georgia game for for Missouri coming in on homecoming but when you get that high and when things go that well like there's a crash coming um now depending on your talent level and what how the other team responds obviously sometimes you can can survive that but I don't think Missouri is capable of playing four quarters the way it played the first quarter against LSU. I don't think LA, or right. Kentucky is capable of playing four quarters at the level it played the first quarter against Missouri. So I think there's some, hey, the other team kind of wakes up and settles in. And I think Brian Kelly and then Eli Drinkwitz did good jobs of telling their teams, hey, we got a long way to go. You know, it, when you fall in such a big hole that early, that like the game I always go back to is, a few years ago, when, when the Texans jumped out to a 24 nothing lead on the Chiefs, it was literally like 12 minutes into the game. And you looked at it and you said, I mean, realistically, this game's probably over. But the only good thing is, look how much time's left, right? Uh, you can get yourself to believe, hey, if they can beat us this badly for 15 minutes, there's no reason we can't beat them this badly for 15 minutes. And th- that's what happened. I mean, the second quarter on Saturday, Missouri was just as dominant as Kentucky was in the first quarter.
0: Gabe, good morning. You know, Going into the season, I don't know if there would have been a player that we had more confidence in than Tyrone Hopper. Tyrone Hopper is, is missing more tackles than anybody on the team. Is, is it getting to the point where he is a liability? Is there an injury we don't know about? I'm sure they wouldn't tell us, but, I mean, what, what's going on with Tyrone Hopper right now?
1: Yeah, if you don't know about it, I don't know about it. Um, the, the first quarter I, I had texted a couple of people. I'm like, Hopper's kind of becoming a problem. Um, he, I thought I think I said last week on the show like the biggest difference in Missouri's defense I thought was that he wasn't playing at the level and the linebackers weren't playing at the level they did last year. Um, I, he obviously got better the last three quarters. The entire defense got better. That was a little bit more the defense we expected to see. Now I, I thought the defensive line all played its best games of the season. Darius Robinson was a, he just got named the Senior Bowl Defensive Player of the Week this morning. I thought Johnny Walker was really good. Christian Williams and Jaden Jernigan played their best games. But also, That is a one-dimensional offense from Kentucky. For whatever reason, their passing game just isn't a threat. Uh, I mean, and I think Missouri deserves some credit for that, but it hasn't really been a threat all season long. So they're going to need to go do it against more complete offenses in the second half of the season. But there was at least the last three quarters gave you some hope. Hey, whatever they had last year is maybe still in there somewhere. We just hadn't seen it yet.
2: How would you rate this uh, crop of wide receivers Missouri has? Is it the the best they've had maybe no. ever? I, I know they've had some good no. ones with Macklin and Alexander. They had some All-American type yeah. guys, but it's, it's, for a, an entire group, it's pretty solid.
1: Yeah, I think it's probably better than the 2013 group, which it, it, that was like with Damian Washington, Marcus Lucas, uh, DGB, you know, that that crew, because I think Luther Burden is a, a bigger a better number one than anybody on that team was. I just can't put a group of receivers above, you know, Macklin, Alexander, Will Franklin played in the NFL. Jared Perry and Tommy Saunders were in NFL camps. Now, what really separated that offense was that you threw in, obviously, two, you know, Mackey Award winners at tight end or right. finalists at tight end as well. And Missouri doesn't have that, but just the wide, I mean, Macklin, Alexander, Franklin are three NFL wide receivers, you know, and like played in the NFL wide receivers, not just on rosters. Um, so I, I don't think this is that um, it's, it's as good as they've had since then. Uh, but I, I just, I can never, you know, all the time we hear, Hey, this guy could be the next Macklin at Missouri. And you're like, well, there was only one in the first 115 years. So I don't know that we're, do for a next one yet i mean you can make that argument with what luther's doing this year but uh it, it's up there i mean it's the best position on the team i don't think there's much doubt
3: gabe de is our guest every monday here on tm every friday on balloon party and each time he is presented to you by james carlton of the carlton state farm insurance agency gabe uh missouri taking on south carolina this saturday 2:30 game this one is missouri's second straight homecoming game per hmm. brian kelly uh, this <laughs> yeah. is the second yeah. straight Made kelly a homecoming game uh james uh, brought this audio to our attention following south carolina blowing it against florida on saturday plaid do you have the audio
4: um I have drinks come back. I think that's about all. You're I going to have.
0: To want to reopen audio. Shane oh, Beamer. That's my
3: fault, pal. Oh, Shane Beamer. Good, uh, Doug, you you would think he might be as angry as a hornet. Really. Following this one, and and I want to yeah. play it because it is number one. It's entertaining, but then number two, it leads to my my question about this coming Saturday. Here we go
5: chance really ingest but looking at the defense, just what did you see as the main problem out there tonight? I saw the main problem, David. We call pressures and we don't run them. Uh, we play man coverage and, and uh, didn't do a great job of, of keeping leverage. I mean, just in the first half alone, we, we ran a pressure where the corner came and for some reason he stopped, and we gave up an explosive pass because we didn't continue to run the pressure. Uh, we had another pressure call where we didn't run it uh, in the first half. We had a holding penalty in the secondary in the first half. Uh, we had another pressure on a third down backed up where we're going to be off the field in the first half, and we didn't execute it properly um we talked to our guys about not jumping around the quarterback we got we jumped and and i got beat on a pump fake we had an all sides in the first half so just did not play clean football and then at the end of the day we had some calls that were perfect calls we ran a edge pressure if somebody said hey a team is getting ready to run a reverse what would be the perfect call you would bring both people off the edge We did it. We had a perfect call sometimes, and um, their guy made the play and we didn't. But we got good kids in that room. They're going to continue to make those plays. Um, We've got to continue to do a better job of coaching them and putting them in position. Uh, James,
0: uh, what stood out to you about Shane Beamer? Yeah, typically after a tough loss like that, a coach will say, you know, it's on us. We're going to get back in the room and and work on stuff. It sounded like he was saying, we called the perfect plays, the perfect (laughs) game, and the players didn't execute. I I just – I thought that was relevant because Stoops was the headline on on his comments last week following the blowout loss to Georgia about, hey, if you guys want to compete, start ponying up. And that made a lot of headlines. And this is making all the headlines this week. Coincidentally, Mizzou's last two opponents and, you know, the the opponent coming up this weekend – I, that that's that. Those are some comments that I, I I could see a team. You know, if if Mizzou jumps out to a first quarter start like that against LSU, I don't think South Carolina has it in them to come back.
3: Yeah, how will uh, South Carolina respond to absolutely blowing that one? And then their head coach's comments, uh, Gabe. I know you don't know, but uh, that is something to monitor here because Missouri is playing for the third straight time a team coming off of. Uh, A tough loss. LSU's to Ole Miss, certainly different than Kentucky's to Georgia, but South Carolina's was, uh, I think, the roughest of the three.
1: Yeah, I think we make too much of a deal of what coaches say. Look, when you lose, there's nothing you can say that's going to placate people. I mean, ultimately, honestly, if you listen to what Shane Beamer said, he's right. His players didn't make plays. You can't go out and, you know, college football, college sports are so weird. Because the coach gets 100% of the blame all the time. Like, if the coach screws up, he gets the blame. If the players screw up, well, the argument is, well, you're in charge of getting the players, so get better players. You screwed up. Like, we don't blame players in college sports. And especially now that so many of them are making money, sometimes it's okay to say the guys just didn't play well enough. But now I'm not saying Shane Beamer called a perfect game. I don't know. I didn't watch the end of that game. I was watching I, – I had to – I think I was watching Oregon-Washington at that time. But, you know, it's okay sometimes to say, yeah, we got to play better. Um, I I think that there's a lesson for what Missouri needs to expect in this series. Last year, South Carolina was coming off a big win. They had just gotten ranked. Missouri was having this kind of so-so season. They went into Columbia-South Carolina. South Carolina was a favorite by about Mm -hmm. a touchdown. And Missouri dominated that game, 123-10. to like Missouri's an eight point favorite. They are a better team than South Carolina, but not by such a stretch that they can go, yeah, just roll the helmets out. We're good. They're not good enough to do that in any game the rest of the year. And I, obviously I, I know Eli knows that I know on some level, the players know it, but there's a difference between knowing it and getting them to play like it. Right. I mean, I, I think that Missouri fans are already saying, okay, we're seven and one going to Georgia. Well, I, I, I mean, South Carolina can win this game. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I don't. it would hardly be the biggest upset in college football if they do win this game. So Missouri has to come out and, and be ready and play a representative football game and take this team seriously. I don't know why they wouldn't, to be quite honest, but we've seen things happen before.
2: It is amazing how, how quickly and drastically expectations change. If, if Missouri doesn't have a huge season now, we're all going to be completely disappointed. And at the start of the year, yeah, every- we were thinking six wins, maybe seven?
1: Yeah, I wrote this morning, if Missouri finishes eight and four, it will now seem a little bit disappointing. And that's okay. Like, it's fine to change your expectations. But you also have – I mean, I said Missouri finishes eight and four. I'm not going to call this a bad game. I, I mean, that, that at the beginning of the year was what I said. You hit eight wins. That's clear progress. That's reason to feel good about the future. That's hitting everything you need to hit. And if they finish eight and four, like – It means a two and three finish, and yes, that will be disappointing, but it won't be a bad season by any means. Um, But yeah, my expectation for this team is now nine and three, and maybe better.
3: James, do you have something you would like to ask the Colonel? You're always loaded for Baron. I don't want to
0: step on you. <laughs> no, no, you're I mean, fine. you are the sponsor here. No, no, you're fine. I mean, I I, I did watch that South Carolina-Florida game. Uh, some selfish interest on that one. I should have been watching oh, Oregon-Washington. Yeah, I was about yeah, to say, how South you not Car- watching oregon had South Carolina to cover, and they blew a 10-point lead. Five oh, I'm sorry. But what was the give, number on that one? Uh, two. And uh, oh, they've God. given up 41 points their last two games. They had a bye week last week. But their last two games, they've given up 41 points against Florida and Tennessee. Tennessee's looking good on the ground, but their passing game is is not impressive. And so, I mean, if Mizzou Mizzou can't get things right, because honestly, Brady Cook has thrown some really bad interceptions after setting the SEC record. He had a clean pocket. Luther Burton was at least double, maybe triple covered. He tried to force that one in the first quarter. Really bad pick. Same with that second quarter interception against LSU. I kind of want him to get his mojo back. It looks like he's more mobile now, so I'm excited about that. But if Mizzou doesn't put up a lot of offensive numbers this week, I'd be shocked. Do you see any chance that South Carolina's defense can withhold or or hold back Missouri's offense this coming Saturday? I mean, it would be
1: surprising. Missouri should score in the 30s in this game, you would think. I mean, they've scored in the 30s out of four straight games, maybe something like that, against uh, Power 5 competition. So they they played very well. I thought it was actually encouraging that Luther did very little on Saturday and Missouri still found a way to
3: win. I agree. I agree with that. Yep.
1: Mookie Cooper came up with a couple of big catches. Now, that said, I thought what Kentucky did was, and look, I haven't gone back and watched the game, and I'll be interested to, to talk to Eli Drinkwitz uh, tomorrow and ask him a little more about it. But it seemed very clear to me that Kentucky came out and said, okay, we're not going to lose two ways. Number one, Luther Burton's not beating us. If somebody else beats us, so be it. But Luther Burton's not beating us. Number two, Big plays are not beating us, right? Missouri's offense had gotten a lot better. Explosive plays, deep passes, things like that. They really didn't even throw the ball downfield. Like, other than the pick and the touchdown at Theo Weiss, I can't remember a pass and the fake punt, which is different, but I can't remember a pass that went more than 10 yards past the line of scrimmage. I, I haven't looked at the passing chart, but everything was short and quick and to the flats and all that. And I've got to believe that's because, That was what was available. But I actually think that's encouraging because Missouri showed hey, we can go up and down the field six, seven yards at a time. We can be methodical. We can avoid mistakes. Uh, They didn't have the penalties that killed them. They didn't have, you know, they had the one turnover, but after that, they got it fixed. So I I thought those were good things to see out of the Missouri offense.
3: Uh, Colonel, what percentage? Right now. They play a hundred times in Athens. I think this is gonna be a two thirty CBS start with Alabama LSU being the nightcap of the CBS doubleheader on November fourth. That's my expectation, James, by the way. I like to play these games with that. the start times. Uh how many times out of a hundred Missouri plays Georgia and Athens at this moment do you believe Missouri beats Georgia and Athens? Mm-hmm. 10, 12. All right. Doug, here you yeah. there you go. There you go. I'm in the, I'm in the uh, 8 to 10%. Plowhawk is 23%. Uh, Warson woods wacko, here's, by the way, has
1: 69%. Here's the thing about Georgia, though. Like, Georgia very much is a team that you can tell they're not super interested in most of these games. <laughs> like, they feel like they can kind of turn it on when they get to the SEC title game. And they, they honestly, they, maybe they can, I mean, it it hasn't burned them yet. Right. They, they beat South Carolina. It wasn't super inspiring. They beat Bandy. It wasn't inspiring at all, all that. But there was one week when people started talking, Hey, maybe this is Kentucky's week. And clearly Georgia entered that game and said, all right, you have our attention. Let's see how this goes for you. And it went 51 13 and could have been far worse. Missouri will have Georgia's attention if not because they roll in 7-1 and one to Athens because of what happened last year. Um, I, I mean, I said at the beginning of the year, the thing I'm most confident in in Missouri season is that they would beat South Dakota. The thing <laughs> I'm second most confident in is that they will lose in Athens, Georgia, because of what happened last year. Now, that's changed a little bit. I give Missouri more of a chance than I would have given them two, two months ago. But 7-1 Missouri going in, considering what happened last year, I would fully anticipate you get a full week of Kirby Smart convincing his team that no one thinks they're good at
4: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God, he's the worst. Uh,
1: you know, and that's like, I don't think anybody, Eli Drinkwitz wouldn't argue that Missouri can beat Georgia's A game. If Georgia comes out and plays an A game, that that game's over and it's true for every team in the country, except I don't know, maybe Michigan and Washington could compete with Georgia's a game. I think that's about it. Um, But I'm not sure either one of them would win. So look, the recipe always involves Georgia being a little bit off or a little bit uninterested. I don't think they will be uninterested. That doesn't mean they couldn't make mistakes and lose the game. But I I do think Missouri will get
3: Georgia's attention. Uh, Colonel, before we let you go uh, last week, Uh, Ken Strode, who uh, spent some time, uh, did he spend time in the NFL, Doug, or did he spend time? I think it was the NFL. He was in the NFL. Canadian League. Yeah, yeah, he was with the Argonauts, I remember. Mm -hmm. And he was uh, adamant that Missouri should have faked a punt on 4th and 32 uh, with the game on the line in the 4th quarter's final seconds against LSU. Uh, and uh, just for those who didn't get a chance to hear it, uh, Gabe, here was your response to that that thought.
2: Well, I know you came on wanting to talk uniforms, 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 but we want to get away from that and talk about why Missouri didn't try a fake punt on 4th and 32.
3: Right, is that a serious thing? Yeah, sure is. <laughs> Cut that off. According to who? Well, uh, Ken Strode works on the show. Uh, he is uh, here and there, however, and unfortunately, he is not in the studio at the moment, but in the 7 o'clock hour, he he was, I think, serious and adamant that they should have gone with a fake punt on 4th and thirty. All due respect, please pass along my input
1: that that is the worst football idea I've ever heard. Oh. <laughs> uh, if you want to actually just punt, like I'll listen to the argument they should have just punted on mm-hmm. thirty-two. That, that's fine. But uh, a fake punt is uh, I don't know, man. That's, well, you put burden out there weird. and you are throwing
4: the ball. Or speed option.
1: Yeah, what, what about the fullback guy? <laughs> you could know get a couple. <laughs>
3: Gabe, uh, and and now, of course, the world has changed, and the fake punt is the story of the 2023 Missouri Tigers. Your thoughts?
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, I think it uh, proves that really a fake punt is the call. First and 10, fake punt.
3: I agree with (laughs) that. I agree with (laughs) that. You're going to see a lot more people. They never
1: see it coming. Um, (laughs) I, I, I also think that I need to find out Ken's username on Power Mizzou. Because he is excellent at just saying something outrageous and then leaving. Like, he doesn't even sit around for when I'm on the show. So that's a really good message board tactic. Just say something incredibly stupid and never come back and answer for it in the thread. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, uh, that is uh, message boarding 101 right there.
3: I was watching your post-game show once again, my wife and I in bed, and you're joining us. You know, it's so hot. Mm, it's yes. just so hot. And she walks in as I'm watching this, and so she's getting ready to come in. And she goes, oh, God. God, not this again. And I thought, that's uh, not the way you greet the colonel. No. And the, and like... I, like
1: to think, I like to think that you even do that after 11 a.m. games. like the, the show starts at 3.15 and you're just like, all
3: right. I'm in bed. bed <laughs> Anna Marie, come and here and watch know. this. Here's the colonel. But I noticed that about 10% of the comments are our listeners and they're asking you about taking your shirt off. Are you wearing pants? Mm-hmm. What does the P stand it's for? Constant vacations <laughs> to Italy during the season. That's exactly right. That's what the Colonel yeah, has think, to deal with. I think this is just,
1: uh, I, I, I think there's a good crossover. I can, uh, we can pay each other commissions.
3: So I guess. That's no, not, not a bad out. idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, podcast motivational speakers who just have their own little ecosystem where they jerk off listeners into oh. believing that they can figure out their lives by screaming at them. <laughs> That's what we need to do. Yeah, I like that. we got another business model, Doug. How many businesses have we started on this show? A lot. And then how many have we actually executed? None, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right.
1: Kim, nobody on this call can even figure out their own lives. We don't need to be figuring
3: out anybody else. It's <laughs> a good lesson for Sad the whole show. True. Colonel, thank you so much. As always, Missouri, South Carolina, this Saturday at Faroe Field. This time it's really homecoming, 230 Tigers and Gamecocks. Thank you, Colonel.
1: All right, guys, have a good one. And there he is, right, the great thanks, Gabe
3: Diarmond. Uh, his middle initial is P, and he deals with our audience in his YouTube chat post game. He had like 700 people watching that thing at 11 o'clock on I Saturday. I was in too.
0: You were one of them? I was in there too. Do you yeah. see the comments that come? You can tell from our listeners? I definitely saw listeners? the fake punt <laughs> comment. Yeah, absolutely.
4: <laughs> oh, you know who the listeners are. If you leave any comments hey, on I own. think it was like
0: Hunchback of Vaughn Castle. I mean, he had the oh, name. He was in there. There he was, <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. There was a guy
3: it. in there, something in Wentzville. Like, give the credit for the fake.
4: Yeah. I'm sure Gabe loved that. All that writing and research he does. Oh, God. Comes and you could tell. Down. I forgot to down.
3: ask him. You could tell. He was kind of like, you could tell you were watching it, that he wasn't speaking normally. Mm-hmm. And my guess is his wife was in bed, and he's doing it from yeah, his house. he was, house. Quiet. He was right. like, in the basement somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so then he's got our nitwits, you know, <laughs> trying to haze him into saying something. Oh, man. <laughs> And he's doing that at 11 o'clock, and then the next morning he wakes up, and he's got a defensive lineman yelling at him for not saying that Missouri that was has of energy. That was odd. Yeah. Everybody's disrespected these days, yeah, Doug. right. Nobody likes it. Kirby Smart is going to say nobody thinks of the Missouri <laughs> Tigers, or you can beat the Missouri Tigers here at home on November 4th. That's right. what he's going to convince those guys.
2: That's pretty much the consensus around the country is that Georgia has no shot. Thank you. No chance.
4: And wouldn't Drink look good in Burgundy when he takes that Texas A&M job? Oh, here we go! Well, I remember James in the during the break goes, At least we're not talking about coaching changes. And I just wanted to take a little <laughs> coaching change shot there at, at James because Drink is really night and day different from last year. I Every future
0: cast has Ryan Wingo going to Missouri. Right I, I can't
4: believe it. They get him. It's over. Even because that's My theory. It's over they got a team set up for next year like no team Missouri has had Bird and Wingo and
3: maybe McClellan? Yeah. Just, uh, well, uh, and
4: I mean, then you have Johnson another Coke, year. And Cook is
1: back. James Madison, he's a four-star. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah. Like he's like
4: 6'5". They're, they're going to be loaded. <laughs> and they and they that that's these a trickle-down Georgia effect. has no shot. That's
0: right. Well,
4: doesn't slew have an also slew high of a tight end that is... Orlando Pace's Pace's son, son, who's like a sophomore just killing it. I mean, you never know that Mm trickle-down. You you get Wingo, you get a lot of other players, I think.
2: If it's Pace's son, I worry that the kid won't be big enough. Thank you. They did a
4: story about him the other day on some local news. I know it wasn't Camo B. They don't cover sports. (laughs) No! But it was good. It was good. And he looks like a player, man. I don't know the exact age. I think a sophomore, but... Yeah, get him in Missouri. They need a tight end presence. Northfleet looked good, but Northfleet does look good, really yeah. good. I've yeah, seen Stevens, Stevens dropping balls. That was no fun targets. against LSU. You know?
0: Yeah, he had no targets on Saturday. Yeah, all... I think I think Northfleet had forty snaps. I mean, he well over doubled good. Stevens this yeah. game. True freshman Northfleet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so is Johnson, and that was not a heralded class that Drinkwitz mm-hmm. brought in last year. <laughs> Look are at these, from it. Good. Yeah, I mean, Johnson and, and uh, Norfleet and even Burks has seen the field a little bit. This guy Philip Roach on uh, on Saturday made Roche a play. Really you know good.
2: what they are? Mizzou made.
0: That's right. Yeah, I don't True like. like I don't like that. True sons. Oh. <laughs> One of them from Texas. Yeah. So what is it? A quick flight to Atlanta, and then what? A forty minute drive to Athens. I have never been to Athens. Have th- you have been. I think, but I drove. So I think I think the move would be I a actually, quick flight. I
3: actually wouldn't mind driving, honestly. As weird as it is. Especially if me and my wife
0: went, we'd have that that peace. Yeah. Oh. could listen to some shows. Maybe best us. Yeah. Well, we just listen to my work because <laughs> oh, I know that'd be yes. a turn on for.
4: Marie Bloom Party. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Anna Marie, here's here's me hopped up on heaps <laughs> of cocaine for, in 2005 while like, the Cat and Martin put up with it
2: <laughs> for like seven hours. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't be that be a, great? Wouldn't that be fun?
0: So
3: much
5: fun.
4: On oh, the, the way back, Edmonds seven...
3: and McKernan show. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Well Did back. you listen back when you were first getting into the business to critique no. yourself? You've never listened no. back. <laughs> no, no, never, ever, ever, I ever, can't. ever. <laughs> no. Because we're not doing anything of importance. In TV, <laughs> my inflection on that. Uh, in, the TV, LRE's you, breakdown. in
2: TV, you watch your shows because you desperately want one to go perfectly that you can put on a resume tape uh, to try to get, get another job. Okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I, I would. I guess now with the benefit of hindsight, I would watch more of my sports cast than ever listen to any shows I do on radio for sure. But I think part of that is exactly what Doug said: resume reels. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Just trying desperately to get out.
3: Yeah. You want it out of Minnesota? Did I, did I have my tie lopsided like my skull? You know, <laughs> that, that, those, those are the things I would think through. Sometimes, you know, if Julius and Larry had a longer dinner at Charlie Gito's. I would turn into Dave Chappelle during my sports cast, at least for them. Just Just they were, well, they really were amused by it. It might not have been that funny, but they were in a good place. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so so then I would look, look at them, and I'd be like, oh, that was that was pretty good. It wasn't that funny, but they really seemed to like it. There Plus, you go. But I think they were in a good place. So, yes, I, I have not gone back and listened. Well, this is and the time. That's right. And I think for the rare time I can speak for Doug, there's not a chance in hell Doug has <laughs> ever gone back and listened to a show.
0: Am I correct? No. The,
3: no, why would you? Well, you I had just, to have
0: uh, when Buckswope Buck had you on for the, like, the DMV one. I mean, did you get to listen to that back? Because that was classic. No. You still? You I mean, sounded oh, miserable tape. Uh, during the that's entire your tape. interview.
2: I wasn't miserable.
0: <laughs> I was
2: just. You can say it. Uh, I'm not that impressed
0: by myself. <laughs> Well, gentlemen, it's been a blast. There he is, the great James All Carlton. Right, thanks, James. He's going to Columbia. That's right. That's oh, right.
2: Nice
3: he's again. not going to Athens, but then he's going to Columbia for the Vols. <laughs> and then he's going to Columbia for the Gators. You going to Fayetteville? No. no. Pitch out. Nobody going. All right. See you next
4: right, Great stop.
3: You know, the great James Carlton. Carltoninsurance.net. Doesn't sound like Gabe was ready to issue an apology for his fake punt take. No, I think it's apples to apples and I think he's wrong and I'm gonna call him after the show and hold him accountable
4: yeah, he needs to It jumped with a different yard marker. You were down, you know, right 20 extra yards I
3: tried to get Gabe to apologize for the fake punt take and he would not so right. that is uh, that was disappointing That's so not know. the man. I
0: thought he was mm-hmm. not
3: watching the game. Yeah, exactly.
0: I'll send the audio to the realist George
3: see how he likes it <laughs> Colonel getting held accountable on Twitter by the Missouri defensive line
2: Diggy, you have any other tips for the Mizzou club that might help them against South Carolina? Yeah, just uh, run the ball and uh, keep the
6: hand out of, keep the ball out of Rattler's hands. Nice.
2: Okay, run the ball, keep the ball
4: out of Rattler's hands. Short
6: little passes, maybe get it to uh, Burden this week, other than two targets.
4: Yeah, ruined his Heisman chances, but not necessarily. That oh, guy. he's not a Heisman you candidate. Get, I mean, you would have to have. Oh yeah, he is. I don't think oh, 100%. so. Oh, one hundred percent. No, one hundred percent. It's no, a week.
3: No, no, no. I mean, if Missouri beats Georgia and he goes off, he's a Heisman candidate.
4: Yeah, one hundred eighty yards, couple touchdowns. You're in it again. But yeah, sure.
3: that, that, that of course would
6: require
4: Brady Cook to right now just a
6: whole bunch of things. <laughs> Even before that game, he—I don't think he was a top five. I mean, there's no but, too many good quarterbacks. No,
4: but you're talking first-team All-American. And that Who's
6: your top three in the Heisman? Because you love Caleb Williams. Well, you put was, him in there. It was Caleb Williams. It's not now. <laughs> he's he's dropped to three. Uh, Bo Nix and Pendrix
3: Jr. What about Drake May? Hendrix. George Hendrix. Remember George Hendrix? Silent George. Silent
2: George, yeah. Who was anything but silent, away from the media. I <laughs> <laughs> think <but laughs> had nothing to
4: say at all to the press. I think it's a two-man race between J.J. McCarthy and Pennix, right? Like, Drake May has to be in that conversation.
6: Yeah, I said my top three. And it goes from week to
3: week. I mean, Caleb Williams is won. I really three. think LSU is going to have a good shot at winning the SEC West. And Jaden Daniels will have a lot to do with that. So mm-hmm. there's my long shot play. Doug, long shot play Heisman. Jaden Daniels, long shot play college football playoff, North Carolina. Do with it what you want. Okay, I will. I will. And might as well throw something on Missouri in there, too. And they'll
6: probably throw Shakira Sanders in there just to get him to New York. Shakira, Shakira. Her hips don't lie. Fun. Oh.
0: Well, he's still uh, his tonight. numbers
4: are legit. I, I mean, he, in New terms New of win, passing. yeah, in terms of win-loss record, he'll not get in there because, not what they do. But he should. I mean, his numbers don't lie; they're legit. It wasn't the, him that gave up forty some odd points in the second half. I, I, I don't. I think he's amazing. I think the atmosphere against South Carolina this weekend is going to be out. You going? Yeah, fight, oh, Jackson. You got not at t- Barney's t- this
3: week, Doug.
2: Got nope. your tickets already. Yep. Where are you going to sit?
1: Uh, in the stadium.
2: No. In the rocks,
6: they've been, no. filling, they've been filling up the rocks this year. No, I'd sooner sit.
3: I wanna bet. sit be in. Yeah, for real. I'd,
2: yeah, those Never rocks ride. are I very comfortable. Doug, here's
3: gosh. your Bovada numbers. Who do you think the Heisman favorite is at this moment?
4: <laughs> Caleb Williams. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, he is sixth. Got to be Penix Jr. after that.
3: Nicely Dang. done, Plowhawks. They call him panics but it's Penix. I Hendricks. call him uh, He is minus one fifty.
4: He ain't went off, man. He got the three bat one. That wide receiver core is unbelievable that they have. I don't too.
3: know if I would put him at minus one fifty. I certainly can understand why he's the favorite, but minus one fifty is a—that's a big favorite. And then second is JJ McCarthy at plus eight fifty. Plowhawk, you'd go oh, a lot. It's value season.
4: Value as hell. I mean that. Dylan Gabriel
3: has plus nine hundred. I'd be surprised wow. on that one. Jordan Travis plus nine hundred. Jane Daniels there plus twelve hundred. Ain't that, gonna be that. Travis. That'd be worth throwing a unit on there. Bo Nix is completing eighty percent of his packs. Bo Nix is plus thirty five hundred. You love Bo Nix. You love the Pac twelve quarterbacks.
4: Yeah. Who would have thought that? The I, think he
3: even Pac-12 <laughs> guy. I don't know. He <laughs> stays up so late, I
2: guess. You stay up late watching these games. Well they're on weekends. I don't have to get up in the morning. Well they're all on weekends.
3: Yeah, but they're all Wisconsin players. It's different it's every like Not Maction. If there was, yeah, Maction's a, a Tuesday a night degenerate special. <laughs> oh, you just lost your ass on Monday night football. Don't uh, worry. Here we'll inject this in deer veins. The thing with JJ it's McCarthy, it's Toledo.
4: McCarthy, he has what? He has a game against Penn State and Ohio State. I mean, he got. I think he has a couple more bigger games to showcase than Penix Jr. So I, I'm giving my pick to JJ. Well,
3: how about this? Thank whores. Oh, only God. 21 teams are given a chance to win the national championship per the fine people at Bovada. And guess who one of those teams is? Mizzou. Go, fight, win, sure. rip them up.
2: Well, it's possible because if they run the table from here on out, they're going to be in the in the playoff. Yep. So that so makes there's it There's
6: only 21 teams with no losses or one loss?
3: Uh, let's see if there's any two losses in there. LSU is a two-loss team and they're plus a thousand. Crap! That kind of blows up my th- what I thought was a stealth play. LSU's plus a thousand to win the national championship. Doug, you want to guess what Missouri is? No. Oh. If you put hundred dollars and Missouri wins the national championship, which I think at this point everybody's kind of expecting.
2: Yeah, certainly they are in Georgia because they get no respect they're
3: there. Right, plus five thousand.
4: Uh, Four thousand.
3: Plow, you want to throw one at the pot?
4: What is it again? No, oh, for you. Well, no, I like, to ta- I like
3: to buy time. Yeah, it's a, it's a standard oh, delay gosh. tactic. It's like if you're in the spelling bee, can you use it in a sentence? I don't care what mm-hmm. sentence you say. I'm buying
4: time. You say Missouri national championship odds? Yes,
3: what there are. For example, Michigan's plus three ten, Georgia's plus three twenty five, Florida State plus seven hundred, Washington 000. plus seven fifty, Jackson uh, plus eight thousand. Plus 30,000. Oh,
4: come on. Show us some respect. That's kind of stupid. Throw
3: 100 on that and get 30,000 in early January and just snort heaps. (laughs)
4: They (laughs) have a better path than LSU, right?
3: Uh, LSU wins out, LSU, I believe. LSU's issue is getting in the college football playoff. Missouri wins out. They're in the college football playoffs. Unless. Michigan, Florida State, Washington, and Oklahoma go undefeated. But I still, God, I don't know. You know what I mean? Because then then you'd have four undefeated Power 5 conference champions. And it's Missouri. Uh, the only team that has fewer odds that are listed on Bovada. Anybody want to take a bet? Got to oh, be quick. Got to be God. quick. I don't have time. Initials, please. Initials. Anybody want to throw a bet before I give initials? Because uh, the initials things really usually God. blows it. I
2: don't
4: know.
3: Florida State's plus 700. They're third.
2: Oh. Duke.
3: Uh, oh, oh wow! Okay. Plus fifty thousand. They're okay. undefeated, right? No, they have. They one. lost oh, to the I Irish.
6: Know. The thing is with Penn and the
3: thing uh, kinda like du- kinda like, uh, I kind of like, kind of like I view with a-, a couple of these teams that are flying under the radar. I think Duke's really good, but their quarterback got hurt, and then they lost in the final seconds to Notre Dame. Otherwise, that would be a great value play. Plus fifty thousand. Well, you look at
6: Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan. They all have to play each other. That's correct. In the next few weeks, so pretty much two of them are out.
3: How about the fact that Iowa isn't even given a number, and they really are likely to finish eleven and one? They're not even given a chance.
2: They don't care, (laughs) dude. Did you see they had fifty-five thousand for an Iowa women's basketball game in the worst possible
4: position of the field?
2: (laughs) And
5: the end zone—that
4: was weird, but that was really cool to see.
3: Notre Dame's plus twenty thousand with two losses. And what is their deal? Are they in the conference or not this year? They were in the conference during the COVID year.
1: I don't think that. I think they're like, are they considered an ACC They team? play an
3: ACC schedule, but they're still independent, which allows them to play like right. USC, for yeah. example. Their schedule is
5: crazy. Notre team schedule, they played like, what, three of the last four weeks they played ranked teams?
3: Yeah. I think Notre Dame's really, I mean, they played USC and Ohio State, and then they still have ACC games. But the one that is a sneaker play that I probably really will throw a hundred dollars on is North Carolina. Again, do I expect them to win? No. But for plus seven thousand and the road that's there for them, yeah, it basically. Just... The issue is once they actually have to play, you know, one of these Michigan Georgia operations or Ohio State or Penn State. I'll take your hundred dollar bet. Cletus will back me. Cletus will cover the seven thousand. Yeah. Cletus, uh, please. Cletus just made
2: a bet that he doesn't know about for
3: seven <laughs> thousand his upside is fifty dollars, his downside mm. is a loss of seven thousand. You gotta good. bet that. It's a free fifty bucks for him.
4: That's pretty good deal. That's
3: The, the Biff mindset.
4: Yeah. Plow,
3: do you think that's a good deal?
4: Oh, for Cletus all day. Yeah. Open up that pocketbook, honey. As soon as but they, he soon might
3: lose seven grand. <laughs> as soon as no, they lose he lose
4: another game, he can't go into a bet like that. As soon that. as they lose another game, he's they like, haven't lost.
6: He's gonna get well. If he lose, they lose one game. He's gonna make fifty bucks. You got to think about that well, if Texas they lose, Roadhouse. they and they win the ACC, yeah, they still won't get in. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> this could be audio
3: that's played for years. <laughs> Why well, don't you take the bet? <laughs> I have to call Cletus. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's an important part of the equation. Yeah.
4: Where Please. the money Please. comes, you in. Want to put <laughs> a, the most important. Actually, clearly, <laughs> you, you want to put up eight grand. Could more You want to put up eight grand. You've moved it to eight grand. Thank you. Free thousand
6: for me. Yeah. You want to, put up, se, well, he's got, you want to put up seven thousand and one fifty. For the fees. I don't know why he wouldn't take that. I don't know why it's free fifty for him. Exactly.
4: It's like you, you get to go to Texas Roadhouse and have a steak. Is why do you get fifty in? out of this? Thing? <laughs> <laughs> he's a yeah. broker. It's I'm, a broker.
6: I made fee. the bet. All right. He just backed me. I made the bet.
2: What if we just told him about the bet and then he wouldn't have to share with you? Well, it's the integrity
4: of it, right. only that integrity. it only
6: works if I make the bet myself.
4: <laughs> Why would that be the case? Well, I don't think Cletus can log into anything, right? So, like,
3: I don't know. I'll keep him appraised of the score. Uh, Cletus has issued a statement. I think I'll pass. You <laughs>
4: oh. uh, probably got other money all right. invested. I'll wait the end of the year. Cost uh, uh, yourself fifty uh, bucks. Yep. Uh, Illinois
3: Recovery Center is the new premier inpatient substance abuse facility in Swansea, Illinois. When it comes to the disease of addiction, getting help should not be as difficult as it currently is. The Illinois Recovery Center's mission is to be the receiving hand in the community when someone seeks help. The IRC delivers a comprehensive system of care that welcomes both the individuals struggling and families like. If you or someone you know wants to learn about the Illinois Recovery Center, please call 888-472-9559 or email info at IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com. We have the design air heating and cooling email today coming your way in a matter of moments. Jackson, what's coming up on the award-winning balloon party?
1: Uh, We got the little pills weekend wrap up, and then Jeremy Rutherford at ten
3: forty-five talking blues hockey. Go, blue note, beat coyote. Mm -hmm. Go, blue note, beat coyote, and go fight. Win, Win. Still trying to uh, for
6: tomorrow. Still trying to get Jason Momoa in studio. Doubt it'll happen, but I'm trying.
2: What are you doing to try?
6: I reached out to his people and his publicist and
2: can you ask Cletus if he can get it done?
6: <laughs> no, it's amazing. I mean, I know he's a popular guy, but I saw the lines this morning. He's, he's here tomorrow on Wednesday. I don't know where he's at today. I guess somewhere in the Midwest. There is a line around already. the building of the supermarket. Now you can't just I think, I don't think you can just walk in and meet the guy. I think you gotta buy vodka to get in there. I'm pretty sure. I don't think you just have a meet and greet if you don't have to buy anything just to say hi and get a picture without buying any
4: vodka. I don't know. Kendall Jenner was in Champagne. Oh, really? She was. She dated an Illinois player? She was, no, she was hawking a new drink she was selling at the local supermarket there. I think that's what the, the case was.
2: Nolan Gorman was at the Schnucks by, I, by my house. And they no had a lineup 100 yards long for that. Are you serious? Yeah,
6: My friend, uh, after the game, Inc., had a, a card show this weekend. What a lineup. He had Bo Jackson, Scott Rowland, Ozzie Smith.
4: On the whole run, by the way. Was Ollie there?
6: Ozzie Smith.
4: Imagine. Ollie those Man? lined up at that Ollie Marmol's uh, at the uh, end, signing hats.
6: Ozzie was there. Lee, uh, Lee Smith was there. Jim Cotton. He had a pretty good show. Kitty. Kitty
4: Cotton. What
2: oh, was Lee Smith's nickname? Big Big grease, big... Was it
3: Big Grease? It was Ryan Pickett.
2: Big uh, Oil? Was big, it Big Oil? Big Crank.
3: <laughs> big Oil? Big Pharma? <laughs> was it Big Pharma? <laughs> I'd Big
4: Crank.
3: Yeah. Uh, Jeff Lottman's online at J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. That's J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. Yeah, 22 years of experience in St. Louis. My guess is he was all over LSU this weekend, all over North Carolina this weekend, all over Notre Dame this weekend, all over Missouri this weekend. Probably had a sharp play on Arkansas on the points. Mm -hmm. Probably loved Michigan laying the points. Probably loved, what else? Ohio State laying the points. This guy's a sharp, and he's sharp at real estate too. J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. Compass Realty, luxury experience. Jeff Lotman, Lotman Realty. Ladies and gentlemen, time for the design air, heating and cooling email of the day. Lake Perry is an hour from my driveway, which means each trip is me listing to Tim for two hours for inspiration. But for my self-pleasuring sessions, I listen to Doug. Because breakfast, lunch, or dinner, it don't matter. Doug Vaughn's voice makes my third leg fatter. That's oh. from Doug. And then the middle initial is S. And then the last name is Crotum.
2: Doug S. Crotom.
3: Nothing beats the majesty of the first gape of a crisp autumnal morn. I could see the last of his breath seeping through the seat of my gray boner pants. Oh, his pumpkin spice axe body spray still tingling in my beard pelt. God, I love this time of the year. That's from the calcified ear. Calcified ear. What's better, links or patties? I asked if you prefer links or patties. Answer me, you cowards. We're talking about sausage here. It's not a difficult question, so I'll ask again do you enjoy sausage links or sausage patties? Links. If you said links, you're wrong. Oh. And if you said patties, you're also wrong. The correct answer is Dale's sausage. Savory yet sweet, big, not offensively oversized, just enough meat to scratch your edge. Is this sponsored? I just read what's in the prompter. Okay. Visually appealing, no. Curious? A little too hairy? Yes. Uh-huh. Tasty, not quite. Dale's sausage is beloved in the bi state region. Because it's refreshing and it goes down smooth. Like the last few swigs of a warm twelve dollar Budweiser when you're roasting in the Bush Stadium bleachers is the last place team struggles to score even one single run. Mm. You know there are better options out there, but you finish it because it was expensive and you're poor. That's how Dale's sausage makes me feel. Yeah. Shamed, yet satisfied, nauseous, yet ready for some more. Some more of Dale's pork pistol. Oh so nice you'll win it twice. If your gaping back door can handle it, Dale's sausage, because you like nice man meat. It's in the J V golf coach. Is that a new sponsor? It sounded like it. There's
2: a JV m- golf coach with very odd email. There's a meme going around about
6: God, I forgot his name. Who's the really weird celebrity? He's on a podcast. He goes, What about sausage? we want to talk about sausage. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No. Can
2: we get initials?
6: Gary Busey. Gary Busey. You say Busey, do you Busey. Busey. He, he's
2: he's, he's on, selling sausage now? But he's on a
6: podcast and his hair's all over the place. Guy goes, I want to talk about this. I uh, think if, wait a minute. I'm, what about sausage? I want to talk about sausage. You ever think
2: about sausage? Put that off.
3: Well, it was a Jim Dandy of a Saturday night with the Tigers and Blues both winning. It wasn't looking good early for Mizzou, but Elia rallied the troops with a pep talk when he said, we will rally around Iggy's fake punt idea and we will play good football. What were the members of the dais doing? Well, one of them was prancing around Fright Fest in his no-scare necklace. I'm not for sure if he paid the $6.99 like a sucker or if he borrowed someone else's necklace to keep the teenagers dressed as monsters from harassing him. Then he bopped over to the Holiday Inn to stream the game during a wedding where he didn't know anyone. Meanwhile, 30 minutes away, down Route 66, another member of the presentation was going door-to-door until he found a bar that had SEC Network and posted up at Barney's over there in the strip mall next to the vape shop and the cupcake cartel. Mm. Me, I was locked in on the Mizzou game from the opening kickoff through the postgame when I could hear them bumping Tina Chen in the locker room. Well, I got a little distracted when a married woman 25 years my junior, who was briefly the entertainment reporter for the Morning Grind nearly two decades ago, slid into my DMs while she was at the Notre Dame-USC game to ask me about Caleb Williams, plus some IT questions like what antivirus program I use on the masturbation station. Then I had to scroll through dozens of posts praising Lexi Thompson for missing a cut before I could tell my married work associate how adorable she looked in her AI generated high school photos before searching AI high school photos only fans leak. Let's say you went to Brown and you were making over fifty thousand dollars a month on your OnlyFans page. Would you consider letting an only man, old man, sit in the corner, fully clothed, while you berate him for searching for OnlyFans leaks instead of paying for the content? Doug, that's Buck Swope. Not a bad little email, Buck. And that's what we have for the Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day. Okay. What the, you got? The
2: first two were were weird. The JV golf coach was a commercial for sausage. <laughs> so I have to vote for Buck Swope. God almighty.
6: Uh, Calcified ear. Michael, calcified ear as well. Damn
3: Calcified ear. You've won the design air, heating, and cooling email today. And Jackson and I have won. Because we're about to go do an hour program on 101 ESPN, and they do not like it. Mm. They do not like it. But you can participate and not like it too by going to YouTube and switching over to the 101 ESPN channel or just by listening on 101 ESPN. Time for us to shut it down. For The Plow, for Action Jacks, for Kenneth egan from for the Kevin, for Douglas Elvin Vaughn, for Kern, and to be in the spin. The morning after from the Michelob Ultra Studios.